Welcome to the live preaching message from Loyalty House International, a denomination originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively for present-day living. Our aim is to provide a solid foundation, a Bible-based instruction to our church members to equip them to teach and to preach wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing encounter as you listen to this message. The faith of somebody can contribute to you having faith. But it's only up to a point. But when the faith is yours, its ability to accomplish is unlimited. Hallelujah. And therefore, when we gather in the name of Jesus, we must go strengthen in our faith. At all times, we must go strengthen in our faith. We must go strengthen because the source or the cause, the strength of our victory is our faith. Hallelujah. And therefore, if there's any subject in the church that must be well explored, it is faith. Are you with me? It is faith because, you see, when you have faith and your faith is growing and your faith is strong, Jesus says, you will say to this mountain or a mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea. And it will happen. Now, many of us, the situations in our life, if our faith was working, first of all, they wouldn't be there. that's That's the first thing. It is our lack or our weak faith or our non exercising of our little faith. That has allowed situations that should not be to become a mountain that we cannot go beyond. Hallelujah. So for a season and for a long time to come, we're going to stay and talk about it. So that you as a person would walk in faith. You see, I'm reading, among the many things I'm reading, I'm reading the book, The Gospel of Luke. And somehow, there are parts that strike me. One of them is uh, Luke 7, verse 50. Luke 7, verse 50. Jesus said, Thy faith has saved thee. Your, your faith is what has saved you. Thy faith. You see, Jesus, the God with us, is saying to that person that it is that person's faith that has saved them. And in different places, I think about four or five places, about three or four places, that I've come across so far, Jesus says to the people, your faith has saved you. 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 It's not, your, it's not whether you were right or wrong, whether it's your fault or not. It's not somebody's failure. No, it is your faith. Hallelujah. And therefore, if there's anything a church should help you with, if there's anything a relationship, a friendship, if there's anything an association should offer you, the associations and relationships that offer you faith are very good associations. Anything that contributes to your faith, either growing or strengthening, is a good thing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And that is what you must go for. I said, that is what you must go for. And you must seek to eliminate 
anything that takes away or weakens your faith. I said, you must seek to eliminate. Go away from anything that takes away your faith. You see, some of us, by nature, by nature, we always see things from a negative perspective. In psychology or in psychiatry, those group of people are called melancholics. In other words, they, they are very deep thinkers. They think deep. But the disadvantage of that trait is that they always see things from why it won't work. So when they describe a glass, a hundred mils glass that has 50 mils of water in it, they describe it as half empty. Meanwhile, another group of people would describe it as half full. Now, the difference is that, the difference is, describing it as half empty or describing it from a negative perspective does not generate in you a hope that things are going to work. Hallelujah. It doesn't generate you that thing. It, it doesn't make you continue to press on until things are finally work. So if that is your nature, it is something to be prayed about as a Christian. I mean, I don't know if you have come, and you have come into contact with somebody who is always seeing things from why it won't work. Yesterday, I was talking to one of my pastors over something small that he was doing. And a small problem that he encountered, he's getting depressed. I said, stop that nonsense. Grow up. <laughs> yeah, the words I used was that. Grow up. Grow up. It's a new year. <laughs> Grow up. I mean, you meet a small challenge. Then immediately you are, you are, things are against you. What is against you? What, what is against you? I mean, you are building. If you are building and something is broken or whatever it is, I mean, things break all the time. I mean, if you are building, everything that you have arranged doesn't go as planned. That is what makes building, I mean, for a certain type of people. So what a small thing. So he sent me a message. Blah, blah, blah. I said, listen, let him go on. We'll sort it out. Every problem has a solution. That's right. Your deep thoughts should offer you solutions. Yeah. Your deep, your ability to think deep. And I find it very strange in those group of people. Is there anybody here like that? Yes. You always see things from a negative perspective. No, no, anybody here like that? Yeah, you see, it's not nice to talk with you. <laughs> because you have, and you, you may not, you see, sometimes, some of the problems we have in life, we don't realize that it's actually stemming from us, not from it. Because, you see, if you have a husband who is very thinking, and in terms of who is very adventurous, wanting to do things, you'll, be, you'll always be the last person to know what he wants to do. Because soon he will observe that, he will observe that, you are always a cold water pourer yeah. on things. So you are the last person to know. And then you start fighting that. Why is it that everybody else knows and you don't know? But you see, you don't know that the reason why you don't know is because of your cold ice chest that you are carrying around, your cold water tank. Because you, don't, you, you always don't see why things will work. And you don't understand why you are not connecting with the person. You are not connecting with the person because the person has picked up that you are a discourager. Yeah, the person has picked up that you are a discourager. So the, you are the last person they want to tell anything they want to do. Before you get to know the thing is done. 
And you say, we are not close anymore. Because your ice is enough. It's freezing. Your cold water is now becoming ice. And if we stay close to you, we can't do anything in life. Hallelujah. Anyway, we are talking about faith. I said we are talking about but we need to sort out the things that weakens our faith. That makes our faith. You see, faith, when you use it, it grows stronger. That's what Jesus, when the disciples prayed to Jesus and said, Lord, increase our faith. Jesus' response was not, Father, give them two liters more. No. He said, if you had faith as little as mustard seed, you shall say to this mountain. And you see, every time you exercise your faith, you become more confident in, 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 in your faith. That's the key thing. So what it is is that anything that I'm showing, I'm saying two things. I'm showing, I'm saying the need for us to have faith. And I'm saying that any association, anything that makes you have faith. And when I talk about faith, I'm talking about faith in God. Faith in Jesus Christ. Faith in the power of God. Faith in the power of Jesus Christ. Faith in the name of Jesus. Faith in the Holy Spirit. Faith in the word of God. I'm not talking about faith in your boyfriend who you are believing will marry you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, this is very important because as Christians, without understanding some of these basics, we just go off completely. Oh, no, I have faith. I have faith in my experience. No, I'm not, I'm not talking about my experience. I'm talking about the word of God. Are you with me? Because some of us, you say, I have faith. But when you talk deep, you are having faith in your experience. Not your experience. Your experience is great. Depending on what it is, it can contribute to your faith. But I'm talking about faith in God and the things of God and anything that is associated with God. His word, his spirit, his power, his love, his mercy. You see, even the mercy of God, even the love of God, you must have faith in it. Jesus prayed for Peter. I think Luke chapter somewhere, 22 or so. Satan has desired, something 22, either Luke chapter 22 or something. But it says, Satan has desired to sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you. Not for Satan to, to, to attempt you, but for your faith not to fail you. You see, most of us pray not to find ourselves in evil situations, which is good. But what you must pray for is for your faith to stand. Because you see, when your faith stands, whether evil comes or evil doesn't come, you will still be standing. Are you with me? Whether evil comes or evil. So Jesus said of Peter, but I have this, has desired but I have prayed for you. The next verse. But I have prayed for you that thy faith fail not. But I have prayed for you that thy faith fail not. Now, before this, if, if we had not known the temptation that Peter found himself in, we would have said that the faith was to avoid the temptation, could be. But here we find out that Peter was rightly tempted, not once, not twice, but thrice. And all of it, he lied. I mean, Peter lied. I mean, there's, there's no, you know, some, some lies you can make an excuse that, oh, maybe he didn't know, he didn't, ask, he didn't get the question well. 
<laughs> I, I don't know if you understand it. I mean, some, some lies, you can easily have doubt about it. But in this particular case, I mean, Peter, there's no window of excuse that can be opened for Peter in this case. He lied three times. And very strong, not in the casual way. I mean, even to the point of being angry. You know, sometimes you, you don't want to say something, but you are asked to say something, but you don't want to say it. So you find a way of saying, I mean, trying to just say, you, you mumble it. Or you mumble part of it, but not so strong. You get, oh, I don't really know. I don't know. And hey, what were we saying? You know, that type of thing where it's like you are answering, you are not answering. But this one, for you to get angry, that you are being asked that, do you know this guy? For you to get angry, it means that you, you are determined to prove that you don't know him. Are you with me? So there's no excuse for Peter in this case. But I thought Jesus prayed for Peter for his faith not to fail him. So for Peter to lie three times, it, because if Peter had faith in God's ability to save his life, are you with me? Because why was Peter lying? What is making Peter lie? Because his life was threatened. You see, there's a, there's a portion where, from the narration, it tells you that Peter was following, but he was following from a distance. It tells you the mind that it's like, Charlie, don't follow too close before you're you are added. If he, he's going, let him go alone. We were here before he came. And he came to start all these things of his God and all those things. We, we thought he was God. But if he's going, you know what? Our business is still waiting. I have a wife and children. That he doesn't have a wife. <laughs> Do you get it? So, Peter said, I want to see what is happening. But you know, we have to be strategic. We need to take some, I mean, some, some measures. So, let's follow from a distance. By the grace of God, at least our eyes can see far. So he followed from afar. Are you with me? Now, it means that Peter was afraid of his life or afraid for his life. Because what, something will make you deny somebody that you know for sure. So Peter was afraid for his life. Now, a man of faith should not be afraid for his life. I said a man of faith should not be afraid for his life. But here we see that Peter was afraid for his life and he went on to demonstrate it with all the evidence we need. So my question is, if Jesus prayed for Peter, for Peter's faith not to fail, and yet Peter denied Jesus three times because of fear of his life, fear for his life, is Peter's faith not failed? It's a homework. But I want to tell you that Peter's faith did not fail him. Now, his denial of Jesus, Jesus told him that you will do it. He was the one who was not saying, well, if you know I'll do it, then it's okay, you make provision for me, isn't it? He was the one who was saying, I won't do it. But Jesus said, you will do it. So Jesus knew that Peter was going to deny him three times. And yet, he still did not change his mind that upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Are you getting my point? I'm, I'm, I'm about to make a point. I've started from far, but I'm about to make a point and a very important point. Now, so Jesus knew all this that Peter was going to deny him and all those things. And yet he prayed for him that his faith will not fail him. And if Jesus is the one who prayed and Jesus is God, then I know that Jesus never has an unanswered prayer. Hmm. 
Because in one place, when he was praying, he said, I know that you always hear me. Not sometimes, you always hear me. But for their sake, I am praying. So that they will hear me pray to you. But I know that you always hear me. I have no doubt about So in other words, I know that whatever I talk to you about whatever I need, you hear me. So it cannot be that Jesus' prayer didn't or did fail. So if Peter still went on to deny Jesus, then what was it that, what was Peter's faith not to fail him in? What is it? And this is where I say it is Peter's belief that God or Jesus will forgive him no matter what he has done. Are you here with me? No matter what he has done, he believes that God will forgive him. And that is why he didn't go and kill himself. And that is why he didn't run away from Jesus. You see, you can, you can see from Peter's action that he had no doubt about God's forgiveness. In other words, his faith in God's forgiveness. Hallelujah. His faith in God's forgiveness never failed him. Because what he did, Judas did a similar thing. But he went to kill himself. But not Peter. Now, who am I speaking with? I'm speaking to some of you who are, because there are two groups of people that can take advantage of this message or this point. I'm speaking to you who are very correct and very sincere in your work with God. You try your best to obey God and to obey every word to the best of your ability. But sometimes, or one day, you will make a mistake. You have to believe or you have to have faith in the forgiveness of God. And turn right back to your God. Are you with me? You have to have faith. You have to have faith in God's love for you. You have to have faith in God's mercy for your life. You must have faith. Yes, many of us, we have faith for God to provide. But we may not have faith for God to forgive us. And you see, especially when we have been very religious... When we have been very religious, we, would, we know the verses and we would explain why, you see, God will not forgive me because the Bible says, if you willfully sin, and you know, I knew it, da, 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 and all, but I am here to tell you that God will still forgive you. Because Peter, Peter, knew, Peter knew about it. He was told, he challenged Jesus. Yet his faith didn't fail him. And he turned back to Jesus. And Jesus used his life to accomplish a lot on earth. Hallelujah. And I tell you, some of you who will do great things for the Lord are the ones that Satan will target you in this way. I mean, there are those of us who are constantly doing the wrong thing. I'm not talking about you. you your faith is very strong there. And, and you, I need you to have faith to overcome what has been overcoming you. Your faith is very strong there, so you don't need strengthening here. <laughs> you don't need encouragement here. But you see, I need to caution you. The things you do that is contrary to the word of God, that you willingly do it, you know, and all those things, and you're working it, mind you, they have the power to mislead you. Most of the things God says we shouldn't do it's not because he has a problem when we do it per se, but it's because of their power to mislead us. 
Hallelujah. And, and mind you, mind you, if you truly have faith, if you truly have faith, you will have faith in the grace of God that has abounded to you for sin not to have dominion over you anymore. So if you truly have faith, you will not be comfortable in your sin. Those of you who have been listening and hearing people preach about grace, we are under grace. So you can sin as much as you want. Do you get it? Somebody is teaching the grace message wrongly. The grace message is that God, who you don't deserve, has come to stay with you. God, or the power which you don't qualify for, has been put in you so that you can have dominion over all other powers. If you are a man of faith, the absence of dominion over sin should set you thinking and worrying that where is the power being short-circuited? Yeah. That, that's true grace. The, you see, if you are born again, the presence of sin in your life it indicative that something is not working in your life. Because the grace of God, it says, all power is given unto me. So the grace of God is that a power has been entrusted unto you that you didn't work for, that you don't qualify for. A power has been made available at your disposal that you have nothing in terms of its acquisition. Just your simple belief in Jesus has made available for you all power. Therefore, the presence of things in your life that shouldn't be in your life should make you worry. Not to make you convinced that God is not going to punish me. We are under grace. It's silly. It's silly. God is not in punishment business with you. I said God is not in punishment business with you. Are, are you here with me? So let's get it right. Let's get it right. Let's stop this nonsense of we are under grace. We can sin as much as we can. No. If you are a Christian, I said, if you are a Christian, the presence of sin in your life is the presence of Satan in your life. It should set you thinking. I mean, how can you be happy that Satan is in your life? Hello? You should rather have faith to take dominion over Satan in your life and command it out of your life. Yeah. Not to check whether God is going to punish you or not. It's not about punishment. Yes, we may preach about hell, we may preach about judgment, but it's more than that. It's about a life that must flourish. A life that must bear fruit. It's about a life that must shine. That is not shining. Yeah, It's about a life that is supposed to. You see, this globe, this, this light, the others are shining. It is not shining. Two of them, they are not shining. There's one here also. They are not shining. It means something is wrong. This is what your life is supposed to be, to give light. So you need to, do, you should not be happy that, oh yeah, God will forgive me. You, you, you don't understand what God came to offer you. Hallelujah. Are you here with me? So I'm talking about faith. I don't know whether I still have time, but I think my time is almost finished. Without starting the message I came to preach. I'm talking about faith. I said I'm talking about faith. Faith in God. And the reason is because the victories we are expecting are you with me? The victories we are expecting is going to come from our faith. Because the Bible says this is what everyone who is born of God everyone who is born of God overcometh 
the world. And what is it about the one who is born of God that overcometh the world? The person's faith. I said the person's faith. Please give us in English. Are you with me? So we are talking about faith. And I am taking my time to explain it. Are you with me? I'm taking my time to explain it. He said, for every child of God defeats this evil world. The world in which we are, God says it is evil. And even if God didn't say it, we can see it around. Because why should money that is meant for all of us in the country a few people take it to make their lives better. Whilst others are suffering and they don't care. Meanwhile, these same people, it's not that they don't have a caring heart. Because when you go to their homes and their children, they care for their children. They are like lions who eat other people's babies and make sure they guard their babies. Are you getting what I'm saying? It has to take Satan for two sides of you to show up and know when to turn on one and turn off the other. The world in which we live is very evil. And Jesus says that anybody that is born of God has overcome it. Not will, has overcome it. And what it is about that person that has overcome it is the person's faith. So even among the many things, you must have faith to live the life God has planned for you. I said you must have faith to live the life God has planned for you. You must have faith to live the life God has planned for you. In this world, in this world, in this world. You must have faith to live that life. Whatever it is, have faith. Don't have faith in your own small idea of what your life should be. Because if I were to have operated my own life, in fact, after being born again and going forward, when I checked the plan that I had for my life, I was wondering who would have put such an idea in my mind. Because it was a very stupid one. I'm sorry. Yeah, you, you see, unless the light of God has found you, and unless you walk in it, you will never see how stupid your plans are. I'm telling you. You want me to tell you my plans? No, that one. You see, the fact that I've not been able to say it all these years, it means that it's not, it's not nice to say at least in public. Because it has some elements that are not good. Hallelujah. So he says that for every child of God defeats this evil world and we achieve this victory through our faith. Who is a child of God? Verse 5. And who can win this battle? against this world. Only those who believe that Jesus is the son of God. Is there anybody here who qualifies for this battle to, as a winner of this battle? As a, is there anybody here who believes that Jesus is the son of God? The Bible is saying you overcome the world. Not that you would overcome. You have already. Hallelujah. And you have to believe it, that you are an overcomer of the world. Because the effort of the world is to prevent God's plan for your life from manifesting. The effort of the world is not to prevent you from having food and raiment. No. 
I said the effort of the world is to prevent you from having God's plan for your life. And this is where your faith is going to keep you on course. I said this is where your faith is going to keep you on course. You see, many of us are so concerned about this time and the world that we live in that we don't even seem to really give a damn about what God's plans for our lives are. You see, God, you see, you your plans, you can keep it. All I want is give me a husband, give me food, give me a house, give me a car, give me children. Give, what else do you want? Give me money for hair. Give me money for clothes. Give me money for... My sister, what else would you want? Big house. A big, not a house, a big Because maybe she has a house now, so she wants a big house. You see, those are all that they are, we are all crying for. But you see, it will take a man or a woman of faith to go beyond what is in the world. And I'm here to tell you that what is in the world, God is, if God has overcome the world, then I am here to tell you that what is in the world is also under his control. Because when, when an army, or let me put it this way, when one country captures another country, everything that is in the captured country is under the control of the country that has captured the people. I don't know how to say it. I don't want to use names of countries before you tell me that if it happens, then you say, yeah, I think the guy is a, is a military. He's a, we are not sure. He says he's a pastor, but the pastor is a disguise. So I don't want to mention any country. Are you with me? But let me say country A captures country B. Country B has a lot of oil and a lot of gold. Now, when country A captures country B, all the oil and all the gold comes under the influence of country A. Now, when Jesus told the disciples, be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. It means that the world and everything that is in it is under his control. And he can give it to you. So why do you ignore his plan in favor and in search of what is in the world when he who has the plan for you also has control of what is in the world? But that's what a lot of Christians are doing. I said that is what a lot of Christians are doing. A lot of Christians are doing. And it, you see, it will take your faith, your belief in Jesus as the Son of God, your belief in Jesus as your lover, your belief in Jesus as your provider, your belief in Jesus as your helper, your belief in Jesus as the one who would beautify your life. For you to say, I won't follow what I wanted to follow. I will follow what Jesus has for me. And by so doing, you will get what you wanted to follow too. That's, that's the point I'm making. But I said, it will take faith. I said, it will take faith. It will take faith for you to spend time to pray and read your Bible instead of going to check on people for possible job offers. It doesn't mean that don't go out and look for a job. Are you with me? If you don't have a job, please don't sit and say I'm believing God for a job and you never send out your series. Please, I beg you. I beg you. Don't do that. That's not what I'm preaching. That's not what faith is. In fact, faith has works. So faith prays, but faith also goes out to send out CVs. And even faith goes to places where it has not sent a CVs and says, oh, I, I, I felt you have a job. I've come for an interview.
Faith goes out to a place where you know they say no vacancy. And you say, I believe you have something for me. I need a job. Yeah, yeah. That, that is what real faith is. Faith is not sitting and sleeping morning and evening and turning on lights and drinking and eating and all those things. And then you don't do anything about your joblessness. Some of you men, you have wives who are working for you. Yeah. Should I come home? Uh, okay, I think my time is up, so. You know, I want us to pray. Let's rise to our feet. We want to pray. We don't have much by way of time. It's something that we have begun, and I believe this year, our faith will be evident. I said, this year, our faith will be visible in the victories we accomplish. I said our faith will be visible in the victories we accomplish. It's going to start from our closet where we will begin to read the Bible. Where we will begin to pray and talk to God and discuss issues with God. Listen, don't believe anybody who says prayer, you have to pray in a certain way. Look, pray like the way you will talk to your friend. Are you with me? Pray like the way you would discuss things with somebody that is your friend. Somebody that you know loves you. Hallelujah. Yeah. Don't, don't, don't bother about, you know, I don't know how to pray, you know, because, you know, when I see Bishop praying, he uses respect and he seems to really know how to, what to say. And, no, no. Lord, uh, what do you have for me today? What can we do? You said what? Uh, I should do this. I should do it. Okay. But I also need something. Can I have? I don't have money for transport, Lord. You know, I want to go to work, but. Ish. Lord, I need to go and look for a job. You know, I know you have a job for me somewhere, but please, I need some 200 rands for transport. It's a prayer. It's a prayer. It's a prayer. Let somebody come and say, ah, who are you talking with? And so I'm talking to God. Hallelujah. Yeah, be, believe it all. You see, some of you, Satan has lied to us to think that prayer is our Father. We thank thee for thy mercies and thy kindness as thou hast been from beginning to the end. Thou shalt always be. There is none like you. And uh, please, 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 please. Just talk to God. As I just talk to God, like the way you talk to a genuine lover, and be confident in his love. You know, one of the greatest things that I, I, one of the greatest joy that I experience is when my children demonstrate confidence in my love for them. It's very nice. If you haven't experienced it, I'm praying for you to experience it. When your children demonstrate to you their confidence in your love for them. It's, it's very nice. It's, it's so nice. I mean, it's, it's, it's almost melting. Yeah. May you walk in that grace in Jesus' name. May you, may you have children. And you see, God is also watching you to demonstrate your confidence in his love for you by holding back nothing in your discussions with him lift up your voice and begin to pray thank you thank you oh lord we thank you rise up within me let me know your truth. Oh, Holy Spirit, saturate my soul and let the life of God fill me now. Let your healing power bring life and make me whole. And let the peace of God 
let it rain oh lord i hunger for more of you rise up within me let me know your truth oh holy spirit saturate my soul and let the life of god fill me now let your healing power bring life and make me whole and let the peace of god let it closer Lord my heart is set on you let me run the race of time with your life enfolding mine and let the peace of God let it rain oh Holy Spirit Oh, Holy Spirit, you're my comfort. Strengthen me, strengthen me, and hold my head on high as I stand upon your truth with your life enfolding mine and let the peace of God let it rain. Oh, Lord, I Let your healing power breathe life and make me whole and let the peace of God let it rain. Oh Lord, I hunger. Oh Lord, I hunger for more of you. Rise up within me. Let me know your truth, oh, Holy Spirit, oh Holy Spirit, saturate my soul and let the life of God fill me now. Let your healing power breathe life and make me whole. And let the peace of God, let it rain. Our Heavenly Father, thank you for today. Lord, by your Spirit, we have gone into your Word. By your Spirit, we have brought out some truths on faith. Lord, we first of all pray that you deliver us from error. Error on this subject. By your spirit, let us stay to the truth of what faith is. By your spirit, reveal to our spirit that which is faith in your eyes. And help us to walk in faith. That we would overcome this evil world. And we will be what you have called us to be. For your plans and purposes for our lives are good. Plans of peace and not of evil. Plans to bring us to a good end, not a bad end. Therefore, Lord, let our lives, through the faith that is imparted to us from your word and by your spirit, be what you have made it to be. Deliver us from the works of darkness 
that deceives us and makes us stray from following you. Help us to believe in your love and to trust in your provision. We pray that whatever our hands finds to do, because of who we are, you shall bless it. You shall cause it to bear fruit. And you shall give us the grace to enjoy the fruit of the labor of our lives. Deliver us from useless labor. And let every labor of our lives be fruitful. To your glory and to your praise. We believe in your word. We believe in you, O Jesus, as a son of God. And we thank you that because you are true, all that you say is true. And there is no lie in you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for always being with us and for always guiding us. Thank you for your presence here to convict them that who do not know Jesus Christ of their sins that they would come to Jesus. As every head is bowed and every eye closed. The person who overcomes the world is a person who believes that Jesus Christ is the son of God. Many believe in Jesus Christ as a prophet. Many believed in him as one of the many prophets of God. But the Bible says it is those who believe Jesus as the son of God who overcome this world. I want you to overcome this world by declaring and by believing Jesus Christ as the son of God. It is not those who have their names written in the list of a church. It is not those who have been baptized as babies. It is not those who go to church per se. It is those who believe that Jesus Christ, the one born of the Virgin Mary, who died under Pontius Pilate, who rose on the third day, that one is the Son of God. And you want to say, Pastor, it is so clear. And I want you to know that I believe in Jesus Christ as the Son of God. I have been going to church or occasionally I used to but now I want to start afresh and declare my faith in Jesus Christ as a son of God I want to pray with you lift up your right hand wherever you are let me pray with you lift up your right hand thank you Holy Spirit lift it up I want to pray with you I want to pray with you you want to be born again lift up your right hand thank you lift it up high I want to pray with you don't be shy of anybody it's the beginning of the year and it's a year of victory. I'm not saying you believe in a church. I'm saying you believe in Jesus Christ as the son of God. You are the one who would overcome the world. You are the one that will have faith that defeats the world. Lift up your hands wherever you are. Father, you who sees the heart of all men and you who sees from heaven and from wherever you are, you see everything, oh Lord. Look at these hearts that have lifted up their hands as an outward expression of a decision they have taken in their hearts. And Lord, let this decision be confirmed by the presence of your Holy Spirit in their lives as you forgive them of their sins through the cleansing power of the blood of Jesus Christ whom they have believed. Lord, let their lives be a testimony. Let their lives be a living testimony of a great change. Thank you, Holy Spirit cause their lives to defeat every work of Satan in their lives. Cause their lives to stand and to shine your glorious mercy and your glorious power. Your goodness and your favor. Let it shine out of their lives. Thank you Holy Spirit. You lifted up your hands. I want you to step forward. I want to pray with you. Come on to Thank Jesus. You, Holy Come, Come forward. I want to pray. To, to Jesus. Give him your life. Give him your life today. Oh, come, come on to Jesus. Let him have his way. Let him have his way. I want you to pray this prayer with me. Let us pray. Church, let's all pray this prayer. If you want to join in, you feel you need to pray to confess Jesus Christ, please come. Come. Let us pray. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Listen, 
1986, in 1986, on a Thursday evening, I got an invitation like this. It looked like a joke for me. But I can tell you that 20, or is it 30? 32 years down the line, I can see that it was not a joke. There is a power in the name of Jesus. There is power. I am changed. I am changed. You may not know it, but at least I know it. Don't look at me by my face because my face can be very deceptive. Let us pray this prayer and pray with me. Church, joining us, we pray together. Heavenly Father, I thank you for today. I stand before you because of your love for me. I come to you just as I am. I know myself and you know me that I'm a sinner. But I have come believing in Jesus Christ as your son who came to die for me. I have come believing in the forgiveness that is in the blood of Jesus. Therefore, I ask you, God, to cleanse me of my sins with the blood of Jesus. As I receive Jesus into my heart as my Savior and as my Lord, I ask you, God, to baptize me with your Holy Spirit that I may walk according to your ways as a follower of Jesus. Thank you for loving me and thank you for saving my soul. Amen. Father, these precious saints, they are yours. They are yours. And you will keep them. I thank you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Good. I wanted to go with our pastor here. They will speak with you briefly. And you know what? I personally want to have an interaction with you regularly. I personally want to have an interaction with you regularly. Because most people give their lives to Jesus. But they never continue because they don't have helpers to help them. You see, a child who has the ability to do great things at the time they are born without a helper most children will die but with a mother who takes it upon themselves to feed to clothe and to keep this child safe that child grows up and becomes a very great person that is the way of Christianity and I want you to understand this you are adults now, but spiritually, you need help. You need to be supported. You need to be worked with. You need to be cared for. Your questions need to be answered by somebody who can answer it. So I plead with you to offer yourself to be cared for. When you know your left from your right, you can decide whatever you want to do. But for now, that is all I ask of you. In the name of Jesus. Amen. So I wanted to go with our pastor. He'll speak with you briefly and then you come back to your seats. God bless you. Please be seated. You know, okay, you can be sharing the communion to save time. This book is what we are fasting and praying on. If For some of you, your victory is to join in the fast and prayer. In other words, the beginning of your victories is just being participating in the prayer and the fasting. Prayer and fasting, I must tell you, is not one of the easiest things to do. I quite remember in 1991, my wife would argue with me, not over anything, but over fasting. Because I told her that me, I'm a student, I have to study. When I fast, I'm hungry, I get headaches. And therefore, I can't study. And she gave me an example of another person who was also a student in the church, who was my senior. 
and say he's, he's been fasting. And I said, listen, it is him. I'm different. Now, today, I find out that I have to take back my words. That I'm not different. Whatever he was doing, I can do it. And I'm telling you, you can fast and pray. Amen. Most of you are not hungry at 4 a.m. So wake up at 4 a.m. and start praying. By 10, when the hunger starts, you've prayed a lot. Then you can take in something. If you can, if you can go further. You see, fasting doesn't necessarily do anything to God. It does something to us. So that we can concentrate on God. Are you with me? Are you with me? Good. So once you are able to talk to God, when your body is under control, you are free to eat when you want to, if you want to eat. Amen. And the book we are using to pray, to guide us to pray, is this book, Victory Secrets. We never had it because the time of the announcement of the fasting and the time of the book, this is a new book. It has not been printed in singles. It's not one of the books. That, so that's why we didn't have it. But now we have it. And we don't have many copies. And it's only 50 rands. You, you, don't say you get it next week because it may be finished. Because I hear there was only 100 copies that was left. And I'm sure by now it's less. Get your copy. Now, I read this book and the chapter 2 gave me a revelation. And the revelation that I have is that whatever is told to your mind in other words an information that is given to you that you receive it in your mind that is with your just normal understanding Satan can always wrestle with you about it and make you not act it with strength but an information that God gives to your spirit that information is inaccessible to Satan. And that information is able to do exploits. It will cost you. That information cannot be touched by Satan. And it's able to drive you beyond reason. Many of us, the reason of our struggle is because information is being given to us in the head, but not in the spirit. And therefore, our prayer should be, Lord, reveal something to me about this life in my spirit. Many things about you will change. And you see, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Verse. verse uh, it starts from verse 9, but that's not the verse I want to read. It says, it says what? Let's start from verse, verse 12. 1 Corinthians 2 12. It says, Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us. Change it to English. We have received God's spirit, not the world's spirit. So we can know the wonderful things God has freely given to us. 13. Guys, let, let's move on. When we tell you these things, we do not use words that come from human wisdom. In other words, human understanding. Instead, we speak words given to us by the spirit. Using the spirit's well to explain spiritual truth. The next verse. 
But people who aren't spiritual can't receive these truths from God. It all sounds foolish to them and they can't understand it. For only those that are spiritual can understand what the spirit means. In other words, you see, the information that you receive spiritually, in other words, the information that you receive by your spirit is different from the information that you receive by your mind. Our education, our whatever it is, is teaching our minds the natural things. But the spirit of God is teaching our spirit. Hallelujah. So one of your prayers during this season should be, and it should be your lifetime prayer, is that, Lord, whatever you want to tell me, tell me in my spirit. You may not know what it is, but I tell you, the day you receive information from your spirit, you understand what I'm talking about. And I've come to realize that a lot of people don't do the word of God, don't do many things. A lot of, they don't understand because you are talking to their minds. You are not talking to their spirit. And so my prayer as a pastor whenever I wake up to pray and especially when I'm coming to preach is Lord let my spirit speak or let your spirit speak through me to the spirits of the people not to the minds of the people because you see I find out that because I teach a lot I am able to explain things to people's understanding isn't it but I don't want to explain things to your understanding so much as I want my, the Holy Spirit to speak to your spirit. Because when the message is there, ah, you'll be a different person. Pray for it. I said, pray for it. Don't just say, oh, I'm going to church. No. You see, be concerned about it because you are far more you as you are sitting there. You are far bigger than you are willing to settle for. And I, I, I'm believing God to see your full manifestation. I said, I'm believing God to see your full manifestation. In the name of Jesus. Amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, please visit our website on royaltyhousesouthafrica.org.